Hey everyone, my name is Yaro, and you're listening to the Daydream Walls podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for the hundredth episode. Can you imagine? This is really beautiful and quite wild to me. I'm recording this on January twenty seventh, two thousand twenty one, which means twenty twenty is over, which is pretty great. And yeah, I have so much to catch up on with you. So today I want to celebrate a little bit. I want to kind of recap what this has been like. I also want to give you an a preview of what I'm planning for this year, and I will tell you why there's been a longer break in me podcasting.、Um, I broke my leg on New Year's Eve and was in surgery and hospital for ten days. Had surgery. It was all a bit complicated and a bit much <laughs> in a pandemic, and I'm learning a lot from it. And I just really appreciate the ability to be able. To reflect on these things with you on this podcast, so thank you so much for listening. First of all, I want to say again, thank you so much for being a listener. It's been really so cool to see kind of you know how things have changed over the years. Um, I started this podcast five years ago, so it's been relatively slow going to get to a hundred episodes, but. I yeah, that just kind of worked for me, you know. It is, it is a lot of work, and I'm really dedicated to making it better this year. Um, <clears throat> I'm working with the wonderful Emily Crosby to get the technical side of things to a higher standard. We've moved to Podbean just now, which is very cool. And and yeah, it just you know, even if we're not connecting one on one. Um, which I also love. I love receiving messages and emails and comments and、um, talking to people in the programs that I run. But just seeing the stats and just kind of seeing, oh yeah, people, you know, from different countries are listening. And what podcast episodes did they like the most? And I wonder what they're thinking. That's still, you know, there's some kind of beautiful feedback that I really enjoy, even if it's not always in person. So thank you, and thank you also so much to my patrons. There's 160 of you right now. If you're one of them, thank you honestly so much from the bottom of my heart. It really means the world to me. It makes such a big difference to have a bit of financial support that is reliable when you're working for yourself. You know, things can go up and down pretty quickly, and having that support, especially through the pandemic, has been so. Yeah, really grounding and really supportive, and it's allowed me to run so many different projects and programs on a sliding scale basis, which is what I've always wanted to do. I really want this work to be as accessible as possible, and Patreon, I think, has allowed me to do that, which is great. So, last year in January, for example, I ran a series called Tarot as a Light in the Dark for Patreons. And then in spring we had this little series、um, on zine making and memoir writing. Over the summer I ran the Unravel program, which combined breathwork and ritual and grief tending. And then in autumn we did a dream program, which was more writing based. And at the moment, since the end of the dream program, we have weekly Saturday creative space sessions, where we just come together and we each work on our. On creative projects or on journaling prompts that I've provided after checking in, and that's just such a nice space. Like I really 
have the sense that I'm not just doing this for other people, what I'm doing or what I get to do here or what I have the honor and pleasure to do here with you is really something that I benefit from so much myself. Um, when I started facilitating things in my mid-20s, I always said, I feel like I need this more than anyone who's coming through the door. And that still feels true for me. And that's, you know, like how many people get to say that for about their work under capitalism. So I'm really grateful for that and cannot thank you enough. Whew. Okay, so I want to tell you a little bit more about my, my year and how it started. It's a, it's a story that I hope I will find really funny one day. <laughs> right now, I think I'm in too much pain still. But here's what happened. On New Year's Eve, I was feeling quite content. I had been off work for about 10 days, I think. And I had another week to go. I really allowed myself like a longer, more spacious winter break to decompress and, you know, reflect on the year and just really chill out. And I had Instagram deactivated and was going to just be by myself and look at the sky and maybe even go to bed early. And I wanted to order a takeaway because I didn't feel like cooking. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> Um, and so I went to the door to get that takeaway and I took one step outside and I fell in the most hilarious way at the top of my stairs and I broke my leg so badly that people, once I got to A&E in hospital, kept saying, are you sure you just slipped and fell? This looks more like a truck went over it. And I was like, great. <laughs> And yeah, that was pretty traumatic, to be honest, because I had never broken anything. I remember kind of lying on the snow and trying to get up and really feeling that my leg was broken. It was such a weird sensation of really knowing that your bones are out of place and something was really wrong. And then the person who tried to deliver my um, takeaway uh, called an ambulance my dogs were home. They were, of course, freaking out, hearing me cry. And eventually they came. It took a really long time. New Year's Eve is just not a great time to go to hospital at all. And yeah, I, I stood in a queue with the ambulance for a while because obviously everything is absolutely maxed out and everyone is under so much tension and pressure. It's really heartbreaking to see. Um, but also really want to say I'm so grateful for the support I received. They really did their absolute best and were so kind to me and trying to help me understand what, what had happened. And so, yeah, at, at midnight I was lying in A&E under these super bright lights. Everything was beeping and blinking. <laughs> it was very overwhelming. I had several x-rays. Um, I had two cast changes and eventually they put the bones back into place, which honestly I think is the most painful thing I've ever experienced. And I consider myself a tough cookie when it comes to pain usually, but that was a whole, I mean, wow. <laughs> I was really like in another dimension there. Um, I was given gas and I was breathing so deeply. I was high off my face and yet it was still incredibly painful. And then someone came around. So I was still lying there, to be honest. I was like, cool, this is really shit, but I'm probably going to get a cast and then I'll be sent home. I was super naive. Like I said, I never had anything broken. I really had no idea how these things work. And then 
eventually a really kind doctor came around and she was like hey you know this is I'm sorry to say this is very complicated you're gonna need a lot of metal work and we'll keep you here um for a while and I was like fuck <laughs> so called my friend my friend picked the dogs up luckily that was possible and then I was sent to the ward and I was kind of prepared for surgery but because everything was so um, overloaded and um, really just over capacity my surgery was cancelled several times so I was in hospital for 10 days in total and yeah eventually I did have surgery it took four hours to piece everything back together I have two plates a rod and a lot of screws in my leg and then I was released home and I was so relieved to come home I really have I know I talk about my home so much about how I love it but this is my Taurus North Node speaking. I'm just such a homebody and I found it really hard to be in hospital, to be honest. I was really like, yeah, I just find it really overwhelming. I struggled with the food, with the scratchy blankets, with the blinking and the lights and the constant people coming in and out and never really having privacy and just feeling so out of control and having, you know not a ton of options about the stuff that happened to my body I found that quite hard and so it was really just like so elevated when I came home even if I was still in a lot of pain and it was like a 20 minute operation to get me up the stairs hilarious so I'm here now I've been home for two and a half weeks and I'm looking at a recovery time of about six months so that's how long I will be in either a cast or then eventually a boot. And I'm not, yeah, it's, I'm going to really have to relearn walking, I guess. And at the moment, I'm navigating my flat by rolling around on my desk chair. <laughs> Luckily, I have hard floors, so that works pretty good. But it is a strange experience for sure. I mean, this cosmic joke is not lost on me <laughs> that this happened on New Year's. And I feel... I feel grateful for a lot of things and I know for me at least like a gratitude practice sometimes has felt a little bit like trying really hard and like glossing over things that are actually hard and I I always believed in gratitude and the power of it for sure but I also felt cynical about some aspects of it sometimes I want to be really honest and at the moment <clears throat> Yeah, I just I guess it gives me a new kind of layer of understanding. I do really feel so grateful for being able to move when I can. Um, I'm noticing, for example, that just any emotion, whether it's good or bad, is so much more easily alchemized when I can move. And it doesn't even have to be dancing or like long walks or something, but just kind of being able to get up, shake it out, make a tea or something, it really helps. It helps so much. And I don't have that right now. And I can't wait to get it back. And I also feel so grateful for this landscape that I'm living in here, for all the hikes that I've had through the pandemic, and how beautiful it's been to connect to the seasons and the animals and the trees in that way. And I don't have that either right now, but I will, you know, I will get it back. And right now, like this week, um, for the first time I made it down the stairs um, into my garden and I just sat there with my older dog and we looked at the sky and yeah it's, that was just so beautiful I was really sincerely grateful 
and and happy to be there and I think it's there's like a really good part to this happening right now and a really bad part and the good part is that I'm not missing out on any, anything we're in a national lockdown again we will be for a while there's not much happening anyway and the downside I guess is that I really benefited from the walks that I used to be able to have so much and walking with friends at a distance was really nice and feeling the sense of like engagement with the outside world in a really small way and I also took these silly dance classes on zoom with my video off which I really enjoyed and I'm also obviously not able to do anymore <clears throat> so and I yeah and the, I think the other downside obviously is that I I don't really have a lot of physical support and it's quite hard and draining to do everything myself. I hired two dog walkers and they come many times a day to pick the dogs up, which is really nice and I'm so happy for the dogs. Um, and I miss going on walks with them myself, of course, and it's costing me a lot of money. Um, but other than that, inside my flat, I just do everything myself and it would be so nice if I could have friends come around every couple of days or so to maybe just hang out and you know have meals together and help me get into the shower I had one shower this year on Sunday it was a massive operation otherwise I'm just washing myself at the sink which is not the same <laughs> kind of but yeah I'm healing a little bit every day I'm getting there sometimes it's painful and frustration fr frust frustrating but there's also so much to learn about patience and stillness and asking for help even in small ways like you know asking people to send me pictures from their walks or the sunset or from dogs that they've seen in the park or something that feels really nice and I'm also noticing that I've never meditated this much I've always really loved meditation but yeah there's just like a new a whole new level of appreciation now that I'm so um kind of so stuck in my bed in a way I have upgraded my inside timer app I'm listening to love guided stuff but also just enjoying stillness and meditation specifically for pain and that's exciting and it's something I want to share in the future and it then helps and we have these tools and that's really great and I also think that it's just for all of us so much more clarity right like I hear that from everyone I find I'm hearing a lot at the moment that many people find that this is the hardest time of the pandemic. Being in the depth of winter, feeling a lot of uncertainty around the timeline of a potential vaccine, the death rates being so high again, the tension um, politically, and then it being extra hard to be outside and meet other people that way. It's a tricky time for sure and and I think it's clarifying a lot of what's important moving forward, which sounds like such a cheesy thing to say, so I'm going to stop saying that now. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think my words for the year ahead are simplicity and presence. I've chosen the Queen of Pentacles and Temperance as my cards, and those are just kind of ideas and concepts I want to deepen. I really want to simplify things. I want to be more presence, present. <laughs> God. Um, I've deleted my Instagram account, for example, which I hope you don't mind. Well, 
not that I owe you an Instagram account, you know, but I just know, obviously in many ways I have loved being in a dialogue with people in this way. And I really loved your messages and your comments and just seeing what people were up to and sharing stuff. But in this um, deactivation pause I did over the winter solstice, I really noticed that I didn't want to come back and I really wanted to put this to rest properly and not to kind of keep that door open somewhat. I had taken a six-month break in 2019, which was also great, but um, I think it was a practice run for me. It was a way of seeing that I had other ways of expressing myself and connecting with people and and learning things obviously I've learned a lot on Instagram as well um and I just tried to be really clear and intentional in that you know I made lists about what I got out from it and is that really worth it I I was watched the social dilemma on Netflix again I really thought about privacy and data and sharing and how I can best support the political causes I believe in where my time and energy is best spent and so forth. And the bottom line was just that Instagram needed to go and that I'm excited about many other things that I want to podcast more. I want to get back into zine writing and, and that just felt right and true and is gone now. So initially you delete it and then they give you 28 days. <clears throat> and I had a note in my calendar last week to revisit to make sure I really wanted this and it is gone now and I feel relieved and I feel excited to see what else will come through and I know this is not the end of the world it is okay I haven't had a smartphone in half a year either and that feels really good too and I'm still very much working on kind of retrieving my attention span and being able to sink deeper into books but also conversations and yeah, thinking about what presence means and what I want to be present to. So, yeah, <clears throat> one thing that now that I've been away from Instagram for a while has suddenly felt more possible was that I opened another Mighty Networks for my patrons. So um, maybe you remember as a listener from 2017 to 2019, I ran a program called Monthly Magic, it was later called Embodied Magic, and I was creating these like monthly ritual kits for people that each had a theme, and they included meditations and tarot spreads and ritual ideas and herbal recipes and guided self-massage practices, and I really loved making that. But also after exactly two years, I felt like I didn't want to just kind of churn out more content and I wanted kind of more engagement and presence with people. So I archived the virtual kits that I made. They're still available for patrons. And then I added zines to the mix, live classes, those that I described at the beginning of this um, episode. And now we're doing the creative space sessions. And in my other business called Yara Digital, which is um, more about small business building and web design, I have a community called Embodied Business Community. <laughs> You can see embodiment is a theme for me <clears throat> and we are on mighty networks together and that space has really beautifully grown over the years and i feel super committed to it and just really excited to see who has joined and the kinds of conversations we had and i initially this was combined with people that are part of this patron daydream rose community um, and then and then I separated that and I think it took me a while to be like, yes, I have capacity to be 
present and to be facilitating two communities but I feel like I'm there now and I feel like that is not replacing Instagram but it's just like to me it feels like a nicer way of being together and sharing ideas because that's ultimately one of the things that I got out of Instagram that I really liked and want to keep in a way so and then there's also the simplicity piece so um, I've pulled everything together that I've done um, an offer to patrons over the years it's now all one thing so I'm just really offering three things in this business the first thing is my book it's called rituals simple and radical practices for enchantment in times of crisis feels uh, feels timely still I wrote it in spring last year you can get it almost anywhere where there are books they can get you know they can order it for you on my website there's lots of different links to indie places where you can buy it. The second thing is that I'm making handmade prints. Um, I really got into lino card printing last year. I absolutely love this because it's so beautiful to be able to send someone or an original. I think there's something very special about the physical process of the carving and then choosing the colors and then like pulling the print and signing it and putting it in an envelope. And I... I've always wanted to have, at least in parts, a, a product-based business, but before I moved to Scotland, just never had the setup that would have allowed for the logistics of like keeping stock and going to the post and all these things. And I mean, I love so many things about printmaking, but one thing is really also that being able to ship these is relatively cheap. So I think nothing is more heartbreaking if you really love someone's work and you're very excited and you're putting stuff in your basket and then noticing that actually... Shipping is more than the item that you're buying or wanting to buy. It's so heartbreaking. And I found a way to ship these pretty cheaply because obviously they're just um, A4, they're super lightweight. Um, it might take a while for them to get to you, but uh, the flat rate internationally is £5. And so that makes me really happy. And at the moment, the shop is kind of closed because I sold out uh, the first batch I made in November and December. And at the moment, this sounds really awkward, but I'm, I have this like, what is it called? You know, like in my hallway, in my house, I have under the ceiling, like several um, strings spanning from one side to the other. And then it has, this is where all the prints I made before I fell are drying and I can't get up the ladder to take them down and take stock and then upload them into the shop. So it will be still a few weeks, I think, until I'm able to do that. And then I'll send a newsletter out and say, hey, I've made a shop update. Um, but yeah, the feedback has been really sweet. And I, you know, I've always wanted to be an artist. This has been such a big wish of mine. And again, the Patreon has been really supportive. This podcast has allowed me to grow into that and I'm so grateful for that so that's the second thing and the third thing is the embodied ritual community which includes this massive archive of ritual kids um, you get a copy of my book you get digital copies of my zines you get all these workshop recordings we've made for over the years and then you get access to the weekly creative space sessions on Saturdays the timing for those might change in March at the moment we meet every Saturday at 6 p.m. UK time and then now you also get access to this network on Mighty Networks where we can talk about our tarot spreads, our meditation practices, how we're feeling about this upcoming moon and um, full moon in Leo and all those kinds of things and I 
really hope and think that it won't be too overwhelming you can adjust your settings as you wish you don't have to be there all the time i think it will be pretty slow paced um which i enjoy but it might just be a nice space to ask questions about the things that i offer to request workshops to be repeated to share new ideas and approaches and just to get to know each other because i think the vibe in the creative space sessions is so sweet and like people are really kind and supportive and i thought it would be really nice if people can talk to each other in another way as well and then i'm offering all of that you know as a package on a sliding scale to patrons at all levels and that's great so i'll link to that in the show notes um what else do i have coming up so in february i'm starting a training called movement for trauma with jane clapp which i'm really excited about and you know yeah if you've been listening as you know movement is something i'm very excited about politically physically emotionally movement is great <laughs> i've never been clearer on this and i would really like to learn more about facilitating movement practices in a way that's really trauma-informed i really enjoy um i you know for the embodied business uh, sorry embodied uh, magic program that i ran life for two years and this archive that came out of it i did a lot of self-massage practices that were audio recorded and also movement things and yeah i just want to kind of go deeper with that and learn new skills and i'm really excited to share them another thing i'm planning later in spring possibly is to offer guided meditations on the inside timer app um i know lots of people have made good experiences with that and i just really like the idea you know while i don't use a smartphone anymore i think having a kind of app that you can pull out at any time and listen to a guided meditation is such a beautiful tool to have in these times and and always but especially right now and so I would really love to offer that to people. And the app is free, so there is a paid plan, but my meditations would be available on the free plan, which is very exciting as well. I also could just generally kind of want to become a better interviewer, and I don't know what that looks like yet, but gosh, I'm just really excited and really honored by the people that approach me for interviews and the people I get to talk to. And I wonder like, what it could look like to just kind of get even better for my say so i mean i enjoy yeah and just enjoy talking to people already and i feel like we have great conversations but there's probably more that i would like to learn about and and at the same time having said all of this i really want to keep it slow and intentional and not take on too much on my plate and come back to simplicity and presence and just see what feels good and be playful and experimental and all these good things um so yeah this is <laughs> this is where i'm at thank you so much for listening if you have any feedback i would love to hear i'm i'm so grateful so many people have already reached out and sent messages of healing wishes and um that's been so kind so thank you so much for that um i'm excited for this year even though the start has been very unexpected and super slow but despite everything i think good things can still happen i think that's where i want to close so yeah wishing you a beautiful day and speak to you soon bye